Does this thing have a number? Yeah, number 178. 69. 69. Listen, thanks for tuning in, everybody. It was was wildly entertaining. Good night. Thank you. Yes. What episode is this? This is episode number 178. 420. (laughs) Let's get all the the numbers out of the way quickly. Why the hell are we looking at Mike again? What is our good fortune? Well, I'm not transitioning to a woman. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Michelle. The last one didn't take, but I'll say it was a a good – I had a good time with you in that in-between stage. (laughs) Yeah. I was nice. You got to work on your squeal, but other than that, it was it was it was flawless. Yeah. Things are looking good, as they say in in Kentucky. Oh, oh lord! So it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday morning. Sun is shining, and we got McClune on the computer. It's only got to mean one thing. What's happening this weekend, boys and girls? We're getting the band back together. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Mike is joining us for three shows this month. It's uh, three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. You, you fucking signed it. You own it. <laughs> they long awaited, what was it, got in 2020, May of 2020, we were supposed to have a big farewell show at the Continental Club. Of course, mm-hmm. we all know what happened in May of 2020. There was no live music anywhere. Yep. So this Saturday. Re- rest in peace, Kobe. No, Friday. Sorry, July 15th in Houston at the Continental Club. Mike will be playing drums with us at long last. And then again, the next night in College Station at O'Bannon's Tap House. Yes. And then the following Thursday at T-Bone Tom's and Kima, y'all. T-Bone Tizzle. T-Bone Tizzle. Chemotherapy. Yeah. And oh, and also at all three of these shows, we're going to have uh, Chris Buckley on fiddle. Baby, baby yeah. books. So we're, we literally are getting the band back together. This is the old 2009, 2010 lineup. Riding again. Yeah, the, the, the famous live in Texas lineup. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag gluten free. Hashtag some gluten on me. Gluten airport. Rushed album. Rushed album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's exciting. Uh, you know, I, I've had, you know, we did, it seems like I've been at least been able to get one gig in a year since I left. We did mm-hmm. the firefighter benefit uh, right. in 2020. Uh, 2021, we barely sneaked a Kima gig in at the end of the year, I think in December. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, and then now twenty twenty two making an appearance, so it's a uh, it's really exciting, uh, and especially how everything lined up because I'm I am so busy with uh, tending to children and uh, tending to HEB, so just everything kind of lined up perfectly in July. The kids are out of town camping, um, so I, I'm kid free for the month, and it just kind of worked out, and uh, I think I. I called patrick you know hey how you doing you know when i heard uh heard the news and uh and i just said hey look i know i can't i can't help you know long term or much but just this is what what i can you could do is help out a little you know so uh you know luckily it it worked out anyways and uh we practiced the other day it was really Mm -hmm. fun um Mm -hmm. it's so i don't know how it is for you guys because it's probably different but for me it's the stuff that i haven't even thought about in in years you know and even even like it's just weird certain songs i have like flashbacks to you know whatever different places we played them at and it's it's uh it's really crazy you know yeah and it was it was fun it felt really good to play again and uh 
and even like working on some of the new stuff that you guys have um that was really cool too um yeah you know to just try it out and uh and it felt it felt like uh you know we played a lot together so it felt like old times to just like you know we have band bands when you play together for a long time you have that like unspoken communication mm-hmm. you know of like you know <laughs> so the subtle hints yeah yeah the subtle hints are 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 great so for those that are are listening to the audio you're missing out on uh on my faces but <laughs> on the gestures yeah yeah um how many mike how many if you had to guess i'm i'm Maybe you actually know the real number. How many times do you, how many shows do you think you've played with Blackguards over those I mean, 11 years? At our, let's just, I would say like over a thousand for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was, there was at our best, I know for, there was a couple years where we hit 150 shows a year for several years in a row. Yeah. So if it had been 150 the whole time, that would be like over, you Easily, know, yeah. 1500 shows. So, Easily yeah. over a thousand. Um, I agree. I would say like you know maybe twelve hundred something shows that we played yeah. together, which is which is, is a lot. It is. It's insane mm-hmm. to just even try to process that. You know. Yeah. Can you can yeah. you remember any shows where we were good? Mm-hmm. Any of them? <laughs> I I don't know why when you say that all the bad shows just just stick know, out. Just that. So, <laughs> the, the Riverfront the Riverfront Irish Festival. Oh God. <laughs> We that were talking about that recently. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. that was just—I don't even know. And and it's so funny too. I, 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 not funny, but I love it when we you play like your absolute worst gig, and then you meet somebody like two years later, and they're like, "I saw you guys at the Riverfront Irish Festival, and you guys <laughs> changed the game. Like that was so cool. <laughs> how you guys played electric guitars with no amps. That was so. How'd you do that? <laughs> that was so brutal." Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, tons of good shows, you know, um, all time highlight would probably be, um, Bibber McGee's in Dublin on the first Ireland tour. Um, yeah. that always stands out as like, a a really cool show. Um, well, probably my favorite in Ireland. Um, King's head Halloween show was epic. The, uh, when I didn't have the symbols yes. and then the, the, the symbols showed up. Right. Can you give uh, us Midway, a sample of, of Can you give us a sample of a crash with, with without uh without having any symbols? Can you give us a little Yeah, it's just a psh, psh. Oh, Nice. <laughs> nice. That's a, that sounds like a Zildjian to me. Am I wrong? No, you're not. A, Zildjian Zildjian for life. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> ting 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 ting. The ride. <laughs> got it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, hats. that was yeah, so I mean, you know, Ireland trips always stand out. Um, some of the shows on the road, like uh, the, when we played at, um, was it the Field in San Diego? Yes. Uh, on top Tower of the Robin. bar, mm-hmm. yeah, and and we had no idea what we were in for, and then there was that huge convention in town, the the nerd convention, uh, not Comic Con guys, not San Diego Comic Con, the real nerd convention, the Cisco Router Convention. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That show was really cool. Uh really fun. Um man, the bad ones just keep keep coming to mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's another bad one. Um Yonkers. one of the ones where you no, know, I mean Yonkers was was just hilariously bad because we Yonkers. just didn't, didn't stop. Yeah. yeah. And um 
but um Oklahoma City, the Sherlocks in Oklahoma City, uh I wanted to I was questioning my life uh choices at that one. <laughs> that was when when uh when we had to set up behind the, the, the screen and the, the owner was like, We gotta wait till the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night football game is off or over before you start playing and he was the only Dallas Cowboys fan in Oklahoma City. The only one that cared, like nobody there wanted to see the game, and we're mm-hmm. set up behind this stupid screen. And and, just, and, and and our first time playing in Oklahoma, and the people from Oklahoma that came to see us, and on and on and on. It's just, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And also, it was the end of like a tour, so it was like our last show. After the show, we were going home, and I think we were on the end of like three weeks on the road. That was that was a, a really yeah, brutal, it was a long brutal, tour, a uh, bad gig. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was um, some really good shows too, or just good hangs like the like the Unity Main, the pizza after the show, yeah. and how cold it was, and that mm-hmm. uh, staying at the college that was just so fun. Um, yeah, they, they had a venue that was more set up for uh, like theater troops, so mm-hmm. it had above upstairs. It was like a proper stage with like stadium style seating and stuff, and then but upstairs they had enough bunk beds for probably 20 people for like a cast of a theater production that would be traveling. And so yeah. uh, we got to stay there and, you know, Chris Buckley had a, had a bed for each of his legs and, you know, one for <laughs> to his feet. He only has one leg. Are you making fun of him? <laughs> one of the things that was kind of surreal about that show was, uh, you know, the, we had the whole up the, the top floor of that museum or whatever it was that the theater mm-hmm. was attached to where we slept, but, but they kind of, we kind of had to run of the whole, place and i remember going down a couple of times to get water or something in the mu- and just being in the museum with all the lights down and everything at night when there's nobody else there it was kind of weird but it was yeah. cool so it was a lot of fun yeah and i just remember how it was mean so it was cold outside and you know like you could see your it was cold but not too cold you know so you see your breath and we walked down the street and there's like that little local pizza shop and you know sometimes like and i think it was attached to like a gas station yeah. you know, or something. And you like walk through the door at the side of the gas station and got a pizza. And it was just, yeah, I don't know. That was, that was a really fun show. Um, it was yeah, trying, that, that yeah. hanging out at the bar too. was cool. It was, it was just us, the sound guy whose name I forgot. The, the really cool dude who ran sound Trey. for us. Trey. Trey. Yeah. And then there's there are three uh, friends of ours from, from Portland, Maine who had driven up, who had seen us play the night before in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, they drove up there to see us. So it was just the, those three, the four of us, and the sound guy and the bartender. <laughs> that was it. There's nobody else there. That was also yeah. the first night I had uh, Shipyard uh, Pumpkinhead Ale, which wow. uh, was a special moment it, for me. Is that like popular now? Like I feel like it is, but or can you get I don't it know here? How popular it is, but it, you can get it here now seasonally. Yeah, they, yeah. They'll, they'll bring it around around October or so. Yeah, I love all those. Uh, every October, those like memes about you know instructions on how to enjoy pumpkin beer and it's like you know open the open the beer and let it breathe for three minutes and then pour it down the drain <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i like shipyard is, is good because it's it's a rather it's kind of subtle it's not like super powerful fruitiness mm-hmm. or anything it's it's good yeah i mean we had a i mean tons of good festival shows that were just insane you know the festivals were always really fun um, uh, Rochester. Yeah, Rochester. I just uh watched this uh there's this chef, uh Maddie Matheson. He's on Vice and he just did like a I don't know when he did it, but I just binge watched all his stuff. But he did a a cooking video on uh garbage plates. 
and it was so awesome. <laughs> it was like showing you how to make that meat sauce and stuff. And he's just, it was, it was really cool. Um, that was, that was another good hang at Steve T's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rochester jazz. Like the first time was amazing. And then like the second time was even crazier. Yeah. I, I, I miss all that stuff, uh, you know, and you know, being able to, uh, being able to just call, just not, not even call you guys, just, just book the tours and just, you know, get in the van, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, that's been a while. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, like with COVID and stuff and, you know, it was, it was always, a. Uh, it was cool though to have uh have everything set up. And of course I say it was set up like it was set up for me and Chad, but you had a family at home, you know, and and uh and Kelly and everybody to think about too. And we still uh got to do all that stuff, which yeah. is uh, amazing. A testament mm-hmm. to yeah, a testament to my crew because they, 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 you know, you know, obviously nothing goes if 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 I can't and they, they made it work and um and happily so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a it's a whole other a whole other lifetime, uh, you know. It's just just so many so many great memories, and then and, and and just you know reliving and retelling the stories of all these shows is one thing, and it's phenomenal, and you can't take anything away, and it will never be taken away. But Mike and I have spoken so many times. Just uh, hey, how's it going? What's going on? How the kids? Blah blah blah, on and on. But you know the the. It, it, you, usually those shit gigs come to mind and you just kind of laugh at the, you know, be it Yonkers or be it the, the Sherlock's in Oklahoma city or whatever. But the thing that, the thing that's just tremendous to me is the, the names and the faces of the people that we met that are lifelong friends because of what we did and where we went and how we did it. And just those, those people that, that, you know, like you were saying, you know, just made it, made it possible to get out and get this stuff done. You know, it's just, uh, these people that we are going to know for the rest of our lives because of, you know, what we did, where we mm-hmm. went. Beautiful. Beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. It's kind of funny when you said that too, about people, right? Cause like, I think about my first show with the full band with Chris was at Fiddler's Hearth in mm-hmm. Austin. And that was the first time I met Terry Leach and Greg Leach. Yeah. Uh, and Liam, I think, was there too. Um, Liam was at that gig because it was all ages. He was oh, a little yeah. kid. So, yeah. like, you know, Liam, who, who made a Chad's bass and a Patrick's guitar, the Luthier, Luthier mm-hmm. Liam. Uh, you know, so that was like my first real Blackguard show with, where it was, you know, a full band with, with fiddle and everything. I remember Chris's foot was in a cast and he had to like elevate it That's and right. sit, in a, sit in a chair. <laughs> That's right. That was, that was back when uh, Chris had soccer injuries. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but you have to remember, he has a prosthetic leg, and so he he brought the good one that night. So he had to yeah. be elevated. But you know, when he didn't bring the good one, that was that was trouble. Yeah, and I <laughs> but, think uh, John O'Brien too. I met him that night. Uh, you okay, know, famous, yeah, yeah. Uh, famous manager and friend of the band. Yeah, uh, FOTB. <laughs> Yeah. One of the cool things about that that show too was that you weren't originally supposed to start with us until I think a, like a week or two after that because yeah. the guy we were playing with at the, at the time we had fired him mm-hmm. I, like a week or two before and he said okay we we sorry we got found not working out we've got another guy coming in but you can play the next two shows or something three or show I forget how many we yeah. offered him I think we offered him to the end of January yeah 
And uh, so he played one more show at College Station. And then he texted us a few days later and said, sorry, guys, I'm out, you know, got another gig, something. Mm-hmm. So we called you and said, Mike, can you, can you start now? <laughs> and uh, yeah. we, had, we had already, we were already pretty well in, uh, into rehearsals with you anyway. So it wasn't, we've been playing Wednesdays with you, I think. Yeah, we'd uh, done a couple of Wednesdays, like, yeah. like three or four at the time. The funny thing about that, when Patrick called me, I was at the hospital because uh, my girlfriend at the time, Lisa, was in surgery. Um, she's an artist and she had cut her hand, cut her finger, uh, with like a, you know, like an exacto knife or something. And, um, it didn't heal right. So they had to do like a surgery on her hand to take off the dead part of her finger and like reattach the skin and all this stuff and get stitches. So they put her under for it. And, uh, Patrick called me and I'm like outside in the waiting room and then she wakes up and I'm like, how you doing? How you feel? She's like, I'm good. I'm like, cool. So, Hey, so, um, yeah, about tomorrow, um, <laughs> I'm going to go to, it's a cool, I'm going to go to college station, uh, with this band. And then, um, then we're going to go to Austin the next day, uh, stay at Flem's house. I think too, uh, maybe it was three days. It was college station Thursday, Fiddler's heart Friday and Fido on a Saturday. I think it was, was like it? the first weekend. So yeah, we, we stayed at Flem's house, um, Patrick Fleming's house. And so, yeah, it's like, and she's like, yeah, I, I guess that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why she broke up with me. I don't know. I was gonna say, hence the yeah, yeah, that wasn't Sorry. gonna work anyway. She was, she was, a, she was, a, she was too demanding on your schedule. So I'm glad you kicked her to the curb. <laughs> yeah, she was taller than me too, so it wouldn't work. You Couldn't know. have that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, you know, so when you every time when we talk about these shows, there's always the people you know that you met at the show, you know that uh, that really um that really stick with you. People that we're still friends with today, you know, um, consider like really close friends and it's all through, all through music. And, you know, that's kind of like, it's a good thing, but it's also, it was kind of the hardest thing. Like not playing music is like, you, you know, I had a built in social life, like whether I liked it or not, there was, I was going to be out and, uh, and social. And, uh, of course then like quitting during COVID, I was like, well, I'm not missing anything, but now that it's back, I'm kind of like, man, I need to, <laughs> I want to do do something else again, and uh, I don't know why. Uh, you know, my work is not creative at all. It's like very uh, analytical and stuff, and uh, mathematical and Excel. And I'm, I live in spreadsheets all day, and uh, so I just been getting really creative. Like, uh, you know, Patrick likes to color and draw, so I have markers, and I'm doing all this hand lettering and like Patrick. Drawing. Who? That's Patrick. Who? <laughs> yeah, Patrick McAloon. Yeah, my son. Yeah, uh, he's he's four. He's a really good artist. Likes to draw um, Sonic people and dinosaurs. Those are his top three. Uh, Sonic different different colored Sonics. You know, purple Sonic. You know, nice. Yeah. So, but no, I just I like to grab the markers too, and and even like you know, I'll just when I'm sitting at breakfast or whatever, I I have like markers and paper, and I just have I have to draw or you know, do stuff in Photoshop or, or, you know, get out something creative, you know, some way, you know, um, cause I'm not, I'm not getting as much out uh, with music. I have had, you know, some, uh, playing with, uh, with, uh, with some people a little bit, but, uh, but not, uh, not like to the level that we did, you know? So, right. you know, you kind of got to take a step back to that hobbyist level, you know? 
So Not can the, you can can you give us a uh, give us a pre what, say, so Tuesday first show Friday Continental uh, can you can you give us some songs that you're really looking forward to playing live to just break that seal break, get get that get the hands going. Um, the other day we played we played no did we play yeah we played Grace uh, Fall from Grace a poke song and that was always for a long time that was like an opener yeah um, and um, so. And it just feels really good, and I, I like our version. I think it's it's a uh, it's very energetic, and and mm-hmm. uh, and it's not just about energetic or fast. It's about doing that tight, you know. And when when we're we're all on uh, chugging along, you know. So I, I like I like that song, um, you know. Um, and then while I'm on the topic of Pogues and and classic openers, our classic closer was always Irish Rover, and. Um, that song is like special to me in a different way other than the lyrics or anything, because like a lot of times it, it was like the, that song meant like going home and, you know, it says like, you'd be away and it, you know, every tour or whatever, whatever the, or the end of a weekend to close out the night with, with Irish Rover. Um, whenever I hear that song, it reminds me of like home and going home of, of like, or being gone and coming back. So uh, I really, I really love playing that song. Uh, looking forward to that. Of course, um, the the stuff on Blackmatic, uh, you know, which is uh, available on uh, Blackers.com <laughs> and uh, Spotify, and where you know Cactus Records, um, where where music and is sold and at shows. Uh, you know, there's a lot of songs on Black Blackmatic uh, that I didn't get to play yet, like uh, Sweet Sixteen. Uh, I love that. I love how the ending is. It's so it's so tight and cheeky and like i i, I look at like i look forward to getting to play that on a stage you know cool. um so i really like that um Segway is a uh, fucking hilarious i remember the first time i heard it when i saw you guys at uh at um house of blues it was like a three-piece gig at house of blues um oh yeah and uh, i just randomly had like the night off and uh, kid free and I and I and I just popped in on that house drink of, Blues, of ages like, yeah drink of ages podcast yeah, that's, that's right and uh speaking of people wow. uh John Young was there uh and got to got to enjoy the show with him uh one of our one of our friends through that we met through O'Bannon's and College Station and yeah uh, playing on the radio through you know oh man so many great whatever but yeah so, but anyways the first time I heard uh Segway I've pissed my pants like I was just fucking <laughs> god damn it like you know and 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 i just i love the um i just love the whole song and the whole way it goes but also um my my favorite part now is the double time at the end when you just Mm -hmm. you know all these just words just like just falling out and and it's so fucking funny uh now that because i've listened to it a lot and you you pay attention to what you're actually saying and it's like it's just so funny because i just one of my one of our favorite parts for all musicians is when you're playing a song that you know that people have never heard and they're faking that they know the words and they're singing along, you know, and they're just like, yeah, you know, I know what they're saying. And like, and we like literally we'd be debuting a new song and somebody's there, you know, pints up in the air. Like, and I'm like, this is we've never played this song in public once. Nobody's heard this. And you you think you're you know, the lyrics, you know, yeah. so that's why segue is so funny because you know if you're not paying attention you're just like yeah fuck. yeah yeah we're rocking 
going down the highway. Yeah. And they're not paying attention and they just, you know, and of course, you know, I know, you know, you have a different intentions with the lyrics, but that's my, my interpretation is the just fucking knobs that yeah. lip sing, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause there's so many different layers to that one. As far as people understanding what it's really about, yeah. you know, as far there's that, there's that like people thinking they know the words and they don't. Mm-hmm. There's other people who think they know what the song's about, but they don't. <laughs> like, yeah. as I asked, I was curious because we, you know, we did, we talked about this on the show before, but we, we thought it would be funny to name the song Wagon Wheel on the record, even though mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with Wagon Wheels or the original song. Wagon Wheel. So I, I, I don't know if people have really noticed. A lot of people didn't really talk to us about the song. Yeah. Except, you know, people who, who were familiar or, you know, the, our closest fans who noticed when we first started playing it. And uh, so I posted, it's like, what do you guys, I put it on Instagram and Facebook. What do you guys think? What do you, what do you guys think this, uh, this song is about? I, I didn't say segue. I, you know, it's a track number or something on whatever mm-hmm. the track number is on the record. And surprisingly, only maybe five people got it right out of the 30, 20 people, I don't know, 25 people who responded on each post. Mm-hmm. People were saying, I think it's about being on the road. And, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's kind of funny because yeah. some people, I don't know if they know what a segue is. That's part mm-hmm. of the problem. Why they may not understand oh, the yeah, lyrics, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, well, that, yeah, that was a that was a big that was a big mess up too when it went to Europe because the, you know yes they have them in Europe uh, because they do have overweight mall cops and they, you know they 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 have to get around. But mm-hmm. it, it was a it was a it, it is stunning to hear the you know what people the, their take on it. But again, now in retrospect, yeah, it's not funny to call it wagon wheel. I just, I think wagon wheel is one of the worst songs, uh, making its way around, you know, the, 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 the planet, which we might just do a kill tonight. But, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 it just, it's so nonsensical. I and mean, it was made, you know, it was, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure whoever wrote it is, you know, uh, in, in enjoying the, enjoying the money it made, but it's still, you know, I, what price is your soul? I, I just, I can't take it, you know? And then, but now it, it, it's fun to play it because it's uh, it was um, and again without beating it to death, you know, I I, I started to write it for our, our all of our good friend BT, uh, yeah. uh, you know, and that, that was going to be his song, but it was going to be a little bit more, you know, tongue in cheek, a little bit more, you know, silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it just it, it ended up you know we've talked about this too but songs end up taking on a life of their own you can't really get away you know you can if you want to but but the song where it took me when we started playing it was here and i just and i stayed with the silly uh you know innuendo and you know yeah. so, you know just lyrics that did not really mean it but they did to me but they they, they you know the the average listener wouldn't be able to get you know and especially when you're going in expecting to hear rock me baby like a wagon wheel anyway right. you feel rock me. Yeah. shut the fuck up so <laughs> anyway but um that's cool yeah it, it, it's it you know these these uh these these songs became part of our dna on the road i mean we just played them so often you know some of these songs we played more than the people that wrote them yeah you know? <laughs> i'm sure that's true yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot that we that you know. I mean, people Absolutely. would be yeah. People, I think, would be shocked at the amount of times that we played some of these B sides, you know, from bands that you know didn't didn't last ten years, you know. Well, well certainly the the Shane McGowan solo and the Pope stuff that we play, 
You yeah. know, I don't know how often the popes have toured, but they're not together now. I don't think. No, they right? haven't. Well, uh, yeah. Mad Dog had a stroke, That's so right. so they weren't. They they were defunct. They've been defunct for what ten plus years. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. So, and that's but, kind of but, a. I was going to say that I, I, for for people who aren't familiar with the Pope's, if you want to like really dig into something that's been like a huge, huge influence on this band, uh, listen to Holloway Boulevard, which is the, I think it's not the only album they put out, right? They've got others, but that's the one they did without Shane. I think Shane maybe co-wrote some of the stuff on it, maybe, but it's all just the Pope's, and it's we do we've covered a lot of the stuff on that record. Um, some of them we don't do anymore, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great stuff. But anyway, very underrated. Yeah. yeah. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Indeed. I saw Spider Stacy has like a tour. Spider Stacy in the Bayou something's. Coit O'Riordan. She's, they're touring together, uh, Pogetry. Yeah. 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 They're coming to Houston in September. I'm looking forward Man. to that. Yeah. I'll have to check out, check out the calendar. And yeah, I'm washing my hair that night. I'm pretty sure. I is think it it's po- a Wednesday Is it night. poetry or is there poetry involved or is it something else? <laughs> I don't think so. No, I think that's I mean, just the, the name they okay. came up with. It yeah. was like po- poems. Poetry. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to poetry reading. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Why not? But, You've changed, Mike. You've changed. Yeah, I know. I just think it's great um, that that, uh, that Kate quite – Kate, how you say her name? And she's touring again. She's been very active actually the past about 15, 20 years or so playing with other yeah. bands. She, she, she's done some of the Pogues reunions too, but she just hasn't toured with them. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's my favorite uh, Irish rock bass player. <laughs> hey. <Wait>. No. <laughs> Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. Thank you. Yes. Fellow. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh, speaking of that, I saw uh, probably about a a 20 year old kid wearing a black rose t-shirt uh, at work. And I was like, what the hell? And I'm like black rose. And he just started just going off about how he loves thin Lizzie. And he's like, I'm like, how do you, you know, tell, he's like my dad. I'm like, yeah, but I love your dad. Tell him he's a, he's a good man. Yeah. You know? And, um, he was, he was like, you know, talking about stuff and, uh, he's like, well, what's your favorite, you know, what's your favorite song? And he's like, you know, Oh, you know, uh, is it is it boys are back in town? I'm like, no, you know, is it, it he's like, is it jailbreak? I'm like, no. And I was like, and honestly, um, the first song that I fell in love with was Bad Reputation. And uh and so I was telling him, uh, you know, my first time hearing Thin Lizzy was uh we lived in Arizona and we had these neighbors, they were bikers, and they had a um I don't even think they had kids, but they had like these kids that live with them in their house and they had a it was the eighties, so they had like a half pipe in the backyard, like a skateboard half pipe and they had they just had a stereo and they would have these mixtapes and that's where i learned you know where i heard it like hard rock for the first time so it was they would listen to a lot of sabbath um jimmy hendrix you know um maybe oh, oh a lot of alice cooper a lot of alice cooper but um then lizzie bad reputation and that, that was just that's like my first memory of of then lizzie and i was like you know what is this song you know like the way I'd never heard a song like that with, with drum breaks and, you know, just the, you know, I still can't understand the. I don't even know how to count the drum beat. You know, I just, it's so, so amazing. So like, that's my first. And he was like, Oh yeah, man. He's like, that's, you know, that's a really good album. And that's, that's an awesome song. I was like, yeah, man. So 
yeah, it was crazy to have a thin Lizzy conversation with a 20 year old in 2022, mm. but that's great. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. 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 We need more of that. We need people showing that stuff, people playing that music and listening to their LPs and their tapes and their CDs and on and on and on. It's uh, it's, it, it, it's valuable. I'm telling you that stuff is, is, is just, it never, it just doesn't tire. And then the bands that, uh, who was it? The, um, the guys that did, uh, oh, God, the guy with the real high-pitched voice, the guy that did the monster falsetto. Sing a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, was that good? You got it? Yeah. You got it? The, um, come on. I believe in a thing called love. Thank you. Yes, that song needs to I believe in a thing called love. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they, their, their, uh, Thin Lizzy's influence on them was, was, I, I think the only reason what, <laughs> you know, the only, the, the, the only, uh, salvageable thing that kept them, you know, from, uh, you know, I, I, I guess it, it, imploding on, you know, on their, you know, their debut single <laughs> or whatever. They, a uh, lot of, lot of influence on there. A lot of Lizzy. Sure. I, I always, whenever I hear, hear, hear them mentioned i always think of that story that's in the in the uh the lemmy documentary yes that dave Grohl tells uh because he was hanging out but yeah so he was hanging out with the lead singer of that band whatever his name is and the guy was what did he say is that yeah i don't know lemmy's an asshole or something he didn't you know he dissed our album because lemmy had been quoted in an article saying it was novelty music or something like that it's exactly and, what it uh, is it was novelty and then da- yeah, and Dave, Dave Lemmy's actually really cool, man. If you met him, you like him. And he's like, yeah, no, fuck that guy. He, he calls oh, he's Lemmy. here. Hey, yeah. Lemmy. Yeah, calls him, and he's like, because he's like right down the block. And then like a few minutes later, he walks in, <laughs> see the guy's face go white. <laughs> it's a great story. That's yeah. awesome. Indeed. Is is there a, is there a Darkness tribute band now in the works? Can you, can you hear it? <laughs> that's, too many, that's too many letters. I can't spell it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you just don't leave out the D, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> so, what's the uh, what's the uh, do, do you guys have songs ready to, to to kill tonight? Do we have a do we have a killing spree going on here? I've been sweating all day uh, thinking about this. Is it because <laughs> of the, is it because the sunny Houston weather has been so calm and nice and cool and crisp for this time of year? Or- yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. No, I'm really glad that this isn't a smellovision uh, podcast. <laughs> Cause uh, uh, it's been I've been outside in 110 degrees all day. Oh gosh, yeah, uh, it's brutal out there today. Yeah, I'm disgusting, but that's okay. You look like a million bucks, though, man. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the notification from the power company asking us to conserve energy today? Uh, Did you get a text no, them? no. Yeah, I don't. I, don't. I barely pay it. my bill. I barely pay my bill. So, <laughs> so all right. Well, so, uh, I'm, I want to go first. I don't know how this works, so. All right, so, well, Chad, Chad will Chad will ease you into it. Right. Kill it, now, Chad. We, okay, I've been debating about this too today. Uh, I am going to kill "Walk of Life" by Dire Straits. That was my song. No, <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's like the, you know, I, I, I'd like to challenge myself to kill songs by bands I actually like because more than, more often than not, that everybody's got one that can go. That's I one like that to- I. What's that? I like to kill. I like to kill songs by bands that you like too, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> go, yeah, go for it. But uh, that yeah, that song, uh, it's just the. I think it's the organ in that thing, that that mm-hmm. roller rink organ that 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 grates on my nerves the most, and it's just so it's kind of silly, and it's just not anywhere close to being 
you know, Mark Knopfler's best material or Dire Straits' best material. So, yeah. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. That's my favorite Isn't Dire Straits song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know how you could even say that, Chad. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. It's getting tense. Obvi- obviously, you don't get it. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely don't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that song. That that song can go away. Um, yeah, it's like like you said, it's just corny. I mean, I guess he's trying to I don't even know what the song's about. He's probably trying to emulate some kind of bebop a little you know. Well, it's yeah. A, yeah, that's a baseball metaphor for for life, I guess. I don't I'm not sure exactly. Oh god. Yeah, baseball songs just are always yeah. the B tier, you know? Yeah. It's like uh I don't know. Yeah, they just are, you know. Every time anybody tries to do a song about baseball, it's just yeah, like center field enjoy- John Fogarty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the worst. I saw it came out around the same time, I think. Really? Man. Everybody, everybody was in a field of dreams mode or something and just writing baseball songs. <laughs> and- I guess so. Like, well, there's a, just, you know, and there's something to be said about the, you know, that 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 song that just falls out of the guitar. And going back a few episodes, we had talked about. Um, I was making fun of uh, somebody for writing a very silly song, and I challenged myself to write a song as silly, basically as child childlike. You know, those songs that come out, you know, da da na 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 na. Then and then you like drunken sailors, a piece of shit, right? That song is just, you know, right. So just, 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 that's what it is. It's, it's a fucking nursery rhyme, but you can still have fun with the nursery rhyme. If you do cocaine kids um, or, or if you, you know, you doctor it a little bit. So, but so there's gotta be something, you know, obviously it's earworm friendly, right? You know the and then you know that great, great guitar picking that he does underneath it. Sure. If you if you break the song down, it's actually not terrible, but it is terrible mm-hmm. because it would it's that um uh it's it's that it's the 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 whole the sum of the whole part that it's just you know it just it's qu- quite terrible, <laughs> you know, for reason, you know, the reason, you know, the, the reason why you're killing it. However, you know, the, the, the guitar picking part is great. And the, 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 just the ease of, you know, you hear it the first time go going way back to the, on the dole days, um, Mark Kenneth, phenomenal, uh, accordion player that lives in Dallas, which to me is a complete oxymoron, right? You're talking about good accordion. What <laughs> Dallas, what, and uh, and a Scotsman, come on! No, uh, uh, all joking aside, uh, phenomenal player. One of these guys that can think it, play it, and then do, do. so he came in, and I did not know the song, but he uh, I didn't know how to play the song, but he would come in on the recording. So I, I just kicked, played along with it. Next thing you know, we're playing that song, and it sounds just like that fucking song. And this is this is going back years, and you know we're stringing two chords together was difficult. You know that song has more than two, so we're we're playing the song, and 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 so it's it's stupidly easy. It's just it, it, it it's it's beyond easy, and then uh, you know so so yeah it, it it is, and it sticks in your head, and you don't want to you know you want it surgically removed, and you never want to see it again, which is a great reason for killing it. But you know that you know his. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine what he what what that song turned in 
you know, money wise. Cause I was, it seemed like it's just sat in the charts for yeah a hundred years that, you know, well, you still, and that's the, the main reason why I, I thought of it because we're just beat over the head with it every day. Yeah. Grocery store and just, just everywhere. It's like, come on. There's so many better die straight sons. You can pay. Yeah. And Mark Knopfler stuff, which yeah. brings me yep. to the one I'm going to resurrect, which shouldn't be as a, a surprise. I thought about this. I know we've talked about a lot of Mark Knopfler solo stuff because we've listened, we've listened to it. I think we listened to Mark Knopfler in the band probably more than any other single artist or, or band, maybe at length. You know, yeah. Wouldn't you say? Well, I don't know. Uh, the, like Iron Maiden too, but yeah, Iron Maiden, sure. But I mean, the, the Phil those Coulter. albums, Phil Coulter, Phil Coulter, uh, <laughs> words, of course, words and music. <laughs> the town the, I love so well. The the Shank the Shangri La, Mark Knopfler's uh, Shangri La record, and and uh, Get Lucky. I think those two records we played in the van more than probably any other album. Yeah, ever we've gotten so much, and they're just great road albums. But the that one song on Shangri La, which is still my favorite solo Knopfler tune ever, is uh, "Boom Like That," which is the one he wrote about Ray Kroc after mm-hmm. reading a biography about Ray Kroc, where he actually took like direct quotes of things that Ray Kroc said and made it part of the lyrics. And just just the, no, just just the groove alone, and the drums on it, and the that that the arpeggio riff that he came up with for it, and that alone is enough because that's a really great driving song. It just feels like you're on the road, even though it's not mm-hmm. specifically about being on the road, but it feels like that. But the fact that he was able to make such a groovy song about such an unlikely topic, Ray Kroc, the guy who founded McDonald's, if you, in case you didn't know who he was, a business genius, but very uh, oh, he did, he did, he, he did, businessman. He didn't make the shoe? That wasn't him? <laughs> no, yeah, bad. it was somebody else. Parker. Crocker the K, like Crocodile, hey. but not spelled that way. This is a great line. It's so weird. Anyway, yeah, it's a fantastic. It's a great album. Shangri La is a fantastic album from start to finish. But that that's a that's the kind of song that I wish Mark would get back into writing. That just really, God, it's just so infectious. He's he a lot of you were listening to was it uh, Kill Kill for Crimson? Kill, is that the, Kill to Get Kill Crimson? To, yeah, Kill to Get Crimson. Yeah, and a lot of it's, it's still great, but it's like really laid back, sort of atmospheric stuff he's doing now yeah. compared to just that really catchy stuff he was doing on that record. But anyway, uh, pe- people yeah. look over uh, these or they overlook a lot uh, of, of the time. They'll miss the tongue in cheek and the, um, the, the references that he's making. A lot of people will overlook that on, on his thing, which is kind of the genius of his, of his songwriting ability. He's just, he's, he's got a, just in a, a wicked sense of humor, but he's mm-hmm. also so good at, at, at burying that stuff. Um, and you know, yeah, well, it's not on that's sailing to Philadelphia as a record before that. I think I can't remember what order they came out in, but there's a lot of us that album and a lot of them, he they're based, the songs are like based on books that he's read or biographies yeah. that he's read. There, you know, there's Ray Kroc. There's, uh, um, uh, what's the sailor? The one that's sailing to Philadelphia is about, about, uh, the Mason, yeah, Mason and Dixon, uh, the Mason Dixon mm-hmm. line. Um, with James uh, Taylor, that fucking heavy metal Wizard, yeah, yeah. Or what do you call him? Mopey, Mopey Dick is what you call him. <laughs> A couple of shows ago, and uh, the one about Sonny Liston, which is also on Shangri La, oh, which is which is absolutely great, gorgeous. Great uh, yeah, so I played on a Dobro, I think, or I forget a steel guitar or Dobro. Anyway. Yeah, he's brilliant. I, I just I wish I could write songs like that. He's, he's just well, fantastic. 
Get to work. Yeah. So, Mike, you you want to kill one? Yeah, yeah. I want to. I'm gonna kill a song from one of Chad's favorite bands. Uh, Go for it. <laughs> all right. So my kill song is going to be uh, Violent Femmes, Blister in the Sun. Uh, That's not one of my favorite bands. I know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, you know, when I think about songs I want to kill, it's just when you, you know, the fucking college kid with the acoustic guitar and just like, yeah, man, we're at the party and just, you know. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, that's just. Everybody should get punched, like, right when the. Instead of collapse. Yeah, just. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate that. This doesn't matter. This is still acceptable. Yeah, yeah. It, this just shows you how, how deserve, deserving the song is of being killed. We've already had we've already had somebody kill the song. Nice. <laughs> guess, Heidi, nice. Heidi, Heidi's going to kick your ass now because she, she, gets, she gets really territorial. So I'm just saying, next time you see Heidi Riggs, yeah, she's gonna have a bow up your ass. But, that's awesome. But and that was yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she is. No, she is. That was, and I, when you said that, I was like, yes, she's gonna be so happy. She's gonna be so yeah, happy because she hates that song. Yeah, yeah. I just and uh, you know, there's so many better Violent Femme songs. You know that that uh, really, you know, really. <laughs> yeah, than that, yeah. I mean, God, yeah. Daddy, Gone. Like you know. It's my favorite vibraphone <laughs> use in a song, uh, American music. Like they have, they have other songs that are are you know way better than that. It's just the song is so overdone. But I guess I, I'm deflated because Heidi. You know, I I knew I was gonna like go somewhere where somebody had already already killed it, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, I'm killing that song, and then um, man, let me. Uh, I had a couple that I wanted to bring back. So I didn't know how you guys did it. If it was like a new song or an old song or anything, or anything. Yeah, uh, I guess the song that I'm bringing back that I think probably this song I'm sure nobody has thought is a Jimi Hendrix song called "Easy Rider," and um, it's not oh. on. It's not on. I think it was on the Easy Rider soundtrack or something. So it wasn't ever on like any of the mega compilations or like the huge Jimi Hendrix hits and it's uh, for a drummer. Like it's one of the most drum heavy Hendrix songs just with, you know, crazy, you know, solos and fills all over the song. And it has like a really uh, cool, the guitar solos are like, I think they were recorded backwards or something. So they're not even sense. Yeah. They don't even make sense to the, yeah. the song. They're like secondary, like of just this, we got like backwards guitar solos going in the background. So uh, kind of like bad reputation that, that, that song has that it just reminds me of skateboarding in the eighties and, you know, everybody thinks of like in the eighties that everybody's listening to black flag and, you know, no, it was, you know, people were listening to Jimi Hendrix and, yeah. Uh, and thin Lizzie and stuff like that. And I just, mm-hmm. uh, so that song is just, I think it's a, it's a B side because of it's probably in some limbo of being a soundtrack song, but, uh, yeah, easy rider, uh, my Jimi Hendrix, that's a, it's a song I want to bring back. It's very cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very it doesn't cool. surprise me that there's probably a lot of Hendrix stuff that that got buried just because people tend to focus on you know Purple Haze, obviously, and and Little Wing, mm-hmm. and well, let's start with I guess I guess you know Voodoo Dead Child. And, yeah, there's there's probably like five songs that most people know by Hendrix, but then there's like all this other stuff that's just bar- that you never hear. But, yeah, yeah, and yeah, and I, I think a lot of people experienced Jimi Hendrix through uh, like those freaking CD mail where, you know, you'd sign yes. up with your cousin's name mm-hmm. and get, 
you know, 15 free CDs from BMI and, you know, that was it. So yeah. everybody just had the greatest hits compilations and stuff like that. Nobody really, you know, they're, and like Jimi Hendrix fans are like guitar people and they just dig into like these super hits and they don't, it's not like Beatles fans where they go, you know, dig out all these B sides and demos and stuff like that. So, I mean, there are obviously, I'm sure, sure. I'm not. I'm not in the Jimi Hendrix scene. I just uh, <laughs> I think that's like an underrated classic rock song that should be up there with, um, you know, like that. I'd rather listen to that song than, than you know, Deep Purple or something, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a biker song. Like it's, it's just, it's just, it's better, you know? So yeah, uh, that's, yeah. My, that's cool. my, that's my choice. Very what cool. About, what about you, Patrick? Uh, for to, so to kill uh, is just and it's really easy. It's uh, shooting fish in a barrel, as they say. But you know, it's a Rolling Stones number, and uh, it, it, it's funny. It, it, it's my go-to when I talk. People say, "Are you sick of playing Drunken Sailor?" And I go, "Yeah, we were kind of sick of it when we made the arrangement, you know." But it, it is fun in the moment because it's fast, and we, you know, the, the way we're doing it right now is we have it sandwiched in somewhere else, so it's kind of you know. It's however I'm feeling at the moment depends on how long or how short the song before it and after it go. So it, it's kind of, you know, stay on your toes and, you know, everybody kind of dig in and, you know, um, so, th- so that, that aspect's fun, but this song I is, is, is my go-to, you know, well, you know, imagine if you were the Rolling Stones and you're now 116 years, I think that's the average age in the band and you're on stage and you have to play satisfaction. And you can't leave the arena without playing it. And if there's ever, ever a moment that you want to see, you know, what your veins look like opened up, that's the time. Uh, Just that song, it doesn't go anywhere. It was useless when it came out. And it's still to this day, it hasn't got anywhere, you know. So I I, I just, I I just hate that. I'm not a Stones fan either. So that's just, you know, that's the easy part of it. And, you know, it's, you know, just like you were talking about, Mike, you know, when, when we would do 150 plus shows a year, that's a lot of drunken sailor. Mm-hmm. But when you keep it, everything above 160 beats per minute, right. And it <laughs> yeah. becomes a little bit more, you know, Hey, hang on. So, you know, so, so that, you know, that was the reason for that one. And then, uh, uh, and then just bringing back or shining a light on what the, another song, but uh, I, I've I've listened to uh, a, a you know a, I'll say at a distance I've been a Chris Christopherson fan at a distance, and usually listening to other people's songs, you know how they would portray his version, you know, or, or you know how they portray his songs was always interesting to me how how they how they change it and how it would slow it down, speed it up, sing it different. Um, but the song that his, uh, of his, that I just, I, I just, I just think is very, very clever and it's really fun to listen to is, uh, the silver tongue devil. Um, it's just, it's just well-written and it's pure Chris Dofferson. It, it's just pure, you know, his, his writing style and his, uh, humor and his, you know, just really well done. And it, 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 it it's again, you know, I, I, I like to steer away from my, you know, I can just go through what I would listen to every single day and be able to pick out that stuff that uh-huh. everybody knows and whatnot. But that's just a little different one. It's a little off the, but his, his lyric cool. writing is second to none. It was just brilliant. Yeah. 
Brilliant. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't oh, think I'm familiar with that one. Is yeah, that sing, like an us, old? sing us a little bit, Patrick. Yeah, sing, sing us. Yeah. Okay, it goes. Sing sing us us I believe in a thing called love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I always think of whenever I think of his, him and his lyrics. I, obviously, it's Sunday morning coming down is, is the first thing I think of. Um, just great. The, the 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 lyrics could be a poem. I mean, it's just you know, it's like a little vignette. It's it's yeah, great writing. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the best writers. But I mean, I think he's just so funny, and he always had like a tongue in cheek on in almost everything yeah. that I can think of, you know. Mm-hmm. So and people uh, don't know he wrote Blister in the Sun. Did, did you know did you guys know that? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, did you ever cover Blister in the Sun in any of the bands you were in? No. Oh yeah. I mean I don't know. Oh I'm come sure, on. Cut. I'm sure somebody somebody played the intro and we, you know, did the intro hat like and that was probably it. I'm sure that's happened on stage, but never like played the whole song. Yeah, never went into the thing, you know. Good. We yeah. we did in the change. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell Heidi. Heidi, Heidi Riggs, look away, yeah. look away, look oh, away, Dixie yeah. Lad. A Fem's uh, Fem's tribute tribute song. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because uh, you know uh, when I was thinking about this, one of the other songs I had, and then I was thinking about how one of my favorite things was. Um, when we would play at a bar, they'd be like, well, can you guys just play music between sets? And yes, yes, we can. And I would always uh, have a couple playlists, you know, to go in between songs. And yeah, that was always my time to sneak in those. I mean, obviously you'd play some stuff that was cool or, um, but it was stuff that we liked, but I know one song that I always put on every playlist was uh, dragon attack by queen. Yes. And uh, I have so many memories of us like, plugging in the PA and setting up and that song was playing and just, you know, uh, and there's so many, there's so many queen songs that are, are probably on the kill list, you know, or, or might be, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, I, you know, and, uh, but yeah, fucking dragon attack was, was always one that I would sneak in and I loved hearing it on like, you know, when we had, when we got the good PA, um, with the subs and everything, yeah. Cause mm-hmm. the, ba- the baseline on that song is so, so good. You know? Yeah. You, yeah, you, you were really good at there, there were a couple of times like you had playlists that you'd built, but then uh there were I remember a couple of times like at, at Patty's Day at Albana and you would just sit yeah. you'd stay on stage and just DJ. Yeah. And you you were really good at keeping the crowd there, you know, during our breaks. Yeah. 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 Tremendously so, which I, I would I was gonna say the exact same thing. Um and just not only just not only the the crowd participation and the, the just knowing what to you 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 had that build you know which which actually is a great idea i think we should have mike write the set list for this weekend <laughs> thanks chad Copy no, but, uh, it's just really good I, I remember the one time and it's funny i went straight to abandons as well but when, when when you said set list because i remember the one time we were coming back from break and uh so uh for, for the kids that don't know obannon's uh tap house in college station is right on Northgate, so it's it's on the it's in the shadow of the college of the A&M Univer- University and uh, Chris Steele and Stephanie Steele um, single-handedly put up a tent and build the PA system and the stage and everything and have it ready for Patty's day. And they cover the whole street. So if you've seen blackguards in, in college station on Patty's day, you know what I'm talking about, but there will be an ocean of people and they don't charge a cover charge. No, 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 no. Come in and have a good time. That's what they do. And, uh, uh, everybody comes in, uh, but I remember this one time in particular. We're coming back from a break, 
And uh, Mike had decided that Europe, the final countdown, oh, let's kill that song. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Mike had decided to come up. So <laughs> we're coming up, we're tuning, we're getting ready to think, and the crowd is going fucking nuts. And I think that we all mimed that song. I think that we all it, like came halfway or three quarters of the way through it. And we did the end of the, Oh my God. It was, and it was, you know, if, if you were alive in the eighties um, and you, 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 you know, you would not have escaped uh, Europe, the final countdown. And that song for some reason was, was like a, a Europe concert, you know, a, unique, mm-hmm. a Europe stadium show. Having that thing, it was just—it was one of the most electric moments. Uh, I, you know, that that we had nothing to do with, you know, mostly nothing to do. With. And <laughs> just- and like, yeah, no, it's hilarious because that song, like, if you just heard it on your car stereo, you fucking skip, like, skip. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to that song or put it on their fucking playlist at the gym. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, like, you're not never, but but when everybody's fucking shit faced at to it you know one thirty in the morning yes. on st patrick's day in the yeah. middle of the street and you're you know you're you're just you know you're, just, you're you know stepping out of the porta potty you know just like <laughs> <laughs> it was just so it was so funny that's what made it so good you know it's just the the timing uh yeah. comedic timing of it to just you know yeah like you know i just i just picture you know Probably like Wes stepping out of a, a porta potty, you know, <laughs> you know with, the, with vape smoke, and you know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so it's so bad. It's good, and uh, yeah, that was that was fun. I can't remember some of the, there was always I would always have some crazy shit that I would just sneak in there and be like, ooh, let me put this on, and you know, I, I loved I loved doing that. I miss making mixtapes back in the day, and you know, yeah. Um, I still like to, you know, people nowadays are like just shuffling or letting Spotify make their list. So I still like to curate, you know, my little lists and mm-hmm. uh, what song goes into what, you know, good and kind of mixing it up. But it's great when it's great when you have an audience in mind of you're like, okay, we're playing for 20 somethings, but it's also blackguards and it's Irish, but it's not. And it's, you know, I would have, you know, whole, whole list. I think I, I remember sometimes at Fado, I would have these like, um, these lists that were like, I would just purposely play, put like an all English band playlist, just like, yes. uh, you know, to, um, you know, put like stone roses and, you know, the kinks and, you know, just like all these, uh, you know, Bowie and stuff like that. Beatles. Um, and I like that. Cause it's like, we already playing the Irish music. So you don't need the fiddly diddly, you know, but the adjacent, you know, and it, it, it does. It reminds me of, uh, stuff that you hear in pubs anyways. So I would, I would like to, I love doing stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Very fun. Very, very fun. Um, we're going to be uh Friday. So today's Tuesday. So this Friday, we're going to be at the continental club with a band out, a rockabilly band out of Dallas, Texas, y'all at Penny and the flamethrowers rockabilly, um, killer, killer, killer sound. And, uh, just good friends of ours too. Um, Please get there early if you've not got your tickets. I would get them now because it's going to be it's going to be a good 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 night. You don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Saturday we're 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 going back to College Station, which we have not been in. Uh, we th- this lineup has not been there in a long 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 time. So if you're even close, I would 
you know, get yourself a get yourself a good Aggie hotel room and you know yeah, come up and join us. And then the following Thursday, we're going to be at T Bone Tom's in Kima on the boardwalk. And uh, just uh, FYI too, so last uh, last Saturday, I was supposed to be up in uh, doing a solo acoustic show in Little Rock, Arkansas, at the Hibernian Tavern. Um, they had a COVID case or two on the Friday night, they called in the Saturday. So as I was driving up to Arkansas, they canceled the show. So it's now been uh, rescheduled uh, for next Saturday. So not this coming Saturday, the 23rd of uh, Mm. July. So if you are in the Little Rock area, uh, we're going to have a little uh, acoustic show for you. And uh, Jerry has waived the cover charge because he loves you and he wants you to drink a lot and uh, drive home fast. His words, not mine. And uh, yeah, so so it's just you know, a lot of stuff going on, and uh, we're just uh, we're we're thrilled. I hope you're uh, I hope you're all happy to see our see see, see young Mike McClune right there. So a joy to get together with him last week, and uh, really looking forward to hitting the stage again with him and yeah, breaking bread, breaking sweat, breaking legs. You know, <laughs> yeah, don't Maybe miss it. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing everybody there. It's it's. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of familiar faces at these shows. So yeah. it's going to be it's going to be really cool. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be good. Hopefully, it's not too short notice. Uh, but if it is, you know, I know we'll do it again. There'll, there'll always, you know, be something coming around. But I'm thrilled that uh, that it's Buckley and like really, yeah, you know, it's not uh, some venue that I never played before. It's like three of classics, you know, of, of our favorite. <laughs> You know, yeah. favorite local venues of Continental yeah. Club, O'Bannon's, and T Bone Tom's uh, next Thursday. I can't can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Not to be a downer, but uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to bring it way down, and uh, I just want to. Uh, Mike, you met him. Chad, you met him. Good friend of mine, good friend of ours, Barry Dunphy, passed away. Uh, Friday, what day is it right? today? Tuesday, Friday. Yeah. That's when you got the news, anyway. Yeah, Friday. Thank you, Chad. Yeah. So, uh, dear friend, long, 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 long time. Known him for a long time and um, uh, good friend of the band. Um, we met him, you know. Anyway, and uh, uh, just uh, so many, 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 many memories and, and so many people that involved, you know, that that know him. And so uh, just just dedicate this, you know, to, uh, to Barry Dunphy and uh, – gone way 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 too soon and you know we're just uh gonna miss him yeah yeah well that's that's uh terrible news but man time is precious life is precious man and you know we've, yeah uh, we've had too many of these conversations you know about mm-hmm. about people and it's it's uh so just uh you know see your friends when you can you know tell them you love them call love your you mother guys. Yeah. Be nice to each other for fuck's sake. Yep. World yeah. peace. Yeah. Let's have some. <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, I, you know, just, I hate, I hate even, even mentioning it, but it, it, it was so sudden and uh, he was healthy as a horse and, you know, every, you know, obviously he wasn't, but I mean, he was feeling great that day, went out and played golf, heart attack on the way home, two beautiful children, beautiful wife, you know, and, um, commiserating with friends online, you know, they're because everybody's so far away. It's, it's, it's just, uh, it's heartbreaking because nobody knew, you know, and then, then 
now you know, and it's it uh, you know like 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 Mike says, it's just it's time is precious. So you you know, just uh, just be careful, everybody. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, can't wait to see you all soon. Raise a glass. And Mike, thanks yep. for coming in. Lovely uh, having anytime. you. Anytime. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. We'll do it again. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we will. Cheers, you all. Cheers, all right. Are you are you making are you making your crotch again, McLoon? Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs>